world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. And I just got one of those downloads when I came down into my multi-million dollar studio this morning. I ought to start naming those the $500,000 steps. Maybe there wouldn't. Uh, uh, but whatever. a lot of times that happens to me. And I walk through that. Uh, some of you have been to, here to our studio. I walk through that door. Man, oh, man, the Lord dropped something on me. He just did. And I, I can't wait to get it going. But I, I, I can't do that. I got to do a little bit of, got to do a little bit of, uh, uh, homework here about what's going on. Hey, great weekend coming up ahead. Uh, again, uh, somebody asked me yesterday, coach, how many, how many men are coming? And I said, I don't know because they won't tell me if they're coming or not. So it's hard because we're trying to plan food and all that kind of stuff. And uh, if you check the weather, we're supposed to get some rain tomorrow. It's going to be warm. It's going to be warm. Let me get this right. Warm tomorrow, rain on Saturday. I think, I don't know how much rain, whatever. If you men come, just come, man. We'll sit in together. Like I said, we'll sit in the room. We'll smoke cigars. I don't smoke cigars, but uh, you can go outside and smoke cigars. We'll tell lies. We'll encourage one another. Iron will sharpen iron. We'll rub elbows together. We'll do some weed whack and we'll do some different things like that. We would love for you to be able to come. And if you come and I don't, this shouldn't be this hard. Let me know so we can plan from a food standpoint and all that kind of stuff. And if you don't have a place to stay, bring a camp, bring a sleeping bag. There's plenty of room at Sky High to sleep. You may have to sleep on the floor, bring a cot, do whatever. But uh, just try to give me some uh, idea of what's going on. My wife's panicking, as she always does, even though I say, honey, you don't have to worry. This doesn't involve you. It does involve her. She's she's Miss Hospitality, as you know. And if anybody up there has a has a twisted toenail, Michelle's going to be worried about you all weekend. So. Uh, it's kind of the, the way it is. So let, let us know if you're coming. We're excited. Excited. I didn't mention this. Uh, some of you out there, if you you can shoot guns at our place. If you want to, you know, you want to bring some guns and shoot a little bit, you can you can do all that stuff as well. So we're not doing any training or anything like that. But anything that men would like to do together, that's what we're going to do uh, Friday, Saturday, and and done about noon on Sunday. And somebody said to me, uh, "When do we come in tomorrow, Coach?" I said, "I I live here, man. <laughs> I live here." So I'll be here. There's always kind of stuff to do, and uh, we look forward to, to the to this weekend coming up. And the next weekend, man, come on now, help us out here. Next weekend's the big huddle event, and I'll be honest with you, our registration is not nearly where I thought. I thought we would have three, four hundred people there, and we're not. We're not even close to that. Really, kind of surprised me. So uh, we're going. We're you know we're doing it. We're going forward with it. And if you're going to miss Sherry Tenpenny, Tom Renz, and Carrie Mabe. And the chicks, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. And we're trying to set working on the schedule yesterday. We're going to try to do like two hour blocks. Not, not where you're going to get a lot of these things you go to and you just sit there and then that's it. But we're going to try to like give Sherry Tenpenny, we're going to give her two hours. She's going to do a presentation and she's going to take questions and answers. You're going to actually be able to ask her some medical questions and she'll answer Tom Renz. He's going to make a presentation probably for an hour. And then we're going to give him an hour just to answer questions. What kind of questions? Well, coach, uh, look, uh, I was forced to take the jab and when I, or I didn't take the jab and then I, I lost my job. Is there any repercussion, anything I can do? Tom Renz is going to be there to give you free medical or legal advice. on what this is like something like crazy, Grammy. Same thing with Dr. Made. She's going to do the exact same thing. She's going to she's going to do a presentation and she's going to answer questions. What should I do if this happened? What should I do if that happened? What can I, how can I counter this? And and thirty nine bucks. I, it's thirty nine dollars. Take my grandkids to Wendy's. <laughs> so the resistance chicks are going to talk about prepping and some of the stuff that they do. It's going to be a bit fabulous event. You know what's even more fabulous about it? You get to rub arms with one another. That's that's the most important time, and we will have time. We are, we're going to feed on site. In other words, when you get there, 
uh, the church's youth group was going to have food for us. So we can sit around and eat together and talk to each other, not go to 12 different restaurants and all be in the same room. So um, get in there and sign up, get in there and sign up. And if you haven't signed up and you'd like to go, but you can't go make a donation, help us cover our expenses. Cause we have not yet covered our expenses. Okay. So that's, that's all I need to say about that. All the other stuff. So we got a lot going on, man. We got a lot going on and we're doers of the word, not hearers only here. Got a lot going on and uh, doing the best we can to try to keep as many balls in the air as we possibly can. And I thank God for uh, Gary Pierce, who keeps me in line, and Chad, who keeps me in line. Chad's uh, flying out here today. Chad's going to be here this weekend. Uh, and uh, uh, just the people that just do stuff behind the scenes that you don't you don't even know. Uh, you know, I've I've often wondered maybe maybe I'd be more maybe I'd be more effective here at Pass Assault Coach Dave Live if I hired a bunch of people to do stuff for him. But I I, I vowed I'd never do that. I vowed that I would never get to the point where. I was dependent. People were dependent upon uh, on us for their livelihood. I just wasn't going to do that. It brings it brings undue pressure that you just do not need. I'm about ministry work, okay? I'm about ministry, I'm about plugging people in to do ministry. I'm not about job creation, which, by the way, if we wanted to get on that horse and ride, that's what happens to many churches. And that's why pastors find themselves under financial pressure because the job guy opens up a church and then he has 10 staff members he has to hire. And he has to feed their family. With you with me? I'm, and I vowed I would never ever do that. Now maybe I would be farther ahead, whatever that means, if I did that. But I am never going to do that. I'm not going to do it. I am not going to do that. I am not ever going to take our uh, the the money that people donate to us and turn it into salaries. I will. I'm. You hear me? I will never do that. I'm never going to do that. And that's that's how that's how the religious organization, in my opinion, that's how religious organizations get buried. They get buried in financial commitments to people that they've hired. And I'm not going to do it. And we run a lot here by by donations, and we run it by volunteerism. And uh, many of you come and faithfully uh, give unto the Lord. Bob Evans is coming down here again this weekend. Thank God for Bob Evans because he. He's just an old hillbilly and he'll walk around and he'll fix things. And he said, we need to do this. We need to do that. And then the multitude of many counselors is great wisdom. And Bob's not going to ask for a nickel. Won't ask for a nickel. It's just, it's just the way he is. And I would ask those of you out there who are here every day to be part of this fellowship, to just help us, help us do with what it is we're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody getting rich here. Oh yeah. I'm getting, I'm storing up riches in heaven, baby. I'm storing up a lot of those things. And unfortunately, those riches in heavens take riches here on earth too, okay? I'm, I know you get it. So looking forward to seeing a bunch of you this weekend. Please let me know that you're coming. We're going to have, we're going to have, a, it's going to be great, man. It's going, it's going to be great. And and uh, I just, I really, really look forward to it. Um, where do you want me to go, Lord? I know where you want me to go. And it's, uh, <clears throat> I don't do this very often, but I sense right now an, an urge, Somebody has something that they want to bring to, to the group. Uh, I'm just going to open it up for a minute. Uh, something important. Something important. Not something personal. Not uh, anybody. I'm just. Going, I'm going to pause. Go ahead, Glenn. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so this probably applies more to Ohio people, but uh, there's an initiative that's going to be on the ballot in November, where they just want to have abortion on demand and murder uh, transgender operations, uh, where you know the parents don't have a. a don't have a say so uh if the kid wants to have it uh you know nobody can stop it Amen. so it's really evil I, I don't even know how these things get on i don't even know how they can put this on the ballot but they are well because first of all glenn they're organized and they work together they work together they they all hate the lord their their united hatred for christ is something that we cannot even conceive of it would be different gonna... if if we yeah. had that same love for our Lord, if we had the same love for Jesus as they have hate for Jesus, boy, we would really be advancing the ball. Didn't yeah, need to Mel, walk on Go ahead. Yeah. Mel put in there, it's a pro-death bill. Uh, and, yeah. and, and really, that's what it is. But, you know, it's, it's going to go on the, on the ballot for the whole state to vote for it. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. And, and uh, can I say, I'm going to use, uh, and dumbass Christians will vote for it. Because, well, we, see, we need to do it. 
we need to do an autopsy, although autopsies are done after people die. Can I tell you the truth? The mainstream denominational church is dead. It's, it's dead. It's dead. And it needs an autopsy. We need, to, we need to cut that thing open and see what the heck killed that. What killed it? Uh, can I tell you what killed it, where it started, one of the places it started? Uh-huh. Oh, I heard it, Lord. Thank you. Uh-huh. Hired hands. Hired hands. Exactly what I was just talking about. Hired hands. Doing ministry and requiring, receiving compensation for doing ministry. They say, well, coach, don't you get paid? Yeah. Yeah, I get paid. I run past assault ministries, and I've told you $3,000 a month is what I've made. The last couple of months, Michelle and I haven't even taken that. $3,000 a month for 20 years. Never taken a raise ever. That's what we do. And nobody else here, huh? I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm just, that's the way I do it, right? Hey, so Angie put in there, Coach, uh, it's, it, and she's right. It's, it's going to be a constitutional amendment that's for right. Ohio. Um, it's um, it's unbelievable. This is what will Michigan the, did. Will the church get engaged on it? Will the church get engaged? I'm going to show you something. The Holy Spirit and my multi-million, my five hundred thousand dollars steps. He showed me in a second. Come on in, Spencer. Uh, Coach, I just want to let you know. You know, regarding this Ohio thing, uh, Created Equal and Mark Harrington are going to be very involved in this. Um, yes, they will. The big, the, the big pro-life groups. Their campaign is called Protect Women Ohio, which is kind of silly. And uh, so Mark's going to have a lot more aggressive campaign. So stay tuned yep. to Created Equal for that. Mark's Mark's one of my best buddies, and we will lock arms with Mark for sure on that one. And uh, okay, can I is, go in, Lauren? Come on in. Yeah, and what they're weaving in with all of these bills is um, assisted suicides for babies, Whoa. elderly. The Dr. Kevorkians is going to become legal. And that's Amen. what they're weaving in with it. Amen. Amen. I got so much to share with you today. I, I do. I got this. I got. I had a really good show lined up. And then the Lord dumped it. Uh, dumped When I was walking down the steps, the Holy Spirit dumped this on me. So I got to be obedient. I got to go there if you, if you could. Uh, just kick back here for a second because I want to take you on a I want to take you on a journey. I can't believe people won't come in here. Sherry Tenpenny, Tom Rents, and Carrie Made in the resistance. I can't. I, I thought there'd be five hundred people. <laughs> it's it's amazing to me. Okay, let's go here. Let's go to. Um, um, there's there's nothing hidden that will not be revealed. Let me show you this real quick, Spencer. Puberty blockers. They don't work. Look at this. Just stay right there. I'll put this in the chat if you want to. We were wrong. No kidding. (laughs) No kidding. We were wrong. Evidence shows puberty blockers are neither safe nor reversible. Says a Canadian doctor who helped pioneer puberty blocker drugs. I'm not going to read down through it. We have been fed I'm going to show you why. I'm going to make a Holy Spirit connection here, right? Lies, 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 lies. Why? Because Satan is the father of lies. There is no truth in him. And as I said, a couple of week, couple of days ago, a week ago, whatever it was, he has three weapons. Does anybody know? Does anybody remember what the three weapons of Satan are? Anybody want to volunteer? What are the it's three weapons? Kill, steal, and destroy. Nope. Good answer though, Betty. Betty, that's what the that's what the fake pastors do. Kill, steal, and destroy. That's what the fake pastors do. Deception. Fear. And lies. Lies. Deception. Deception. Over and 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 over again. And what Betty said, and God bless Betty. Betty said uh uh kill and steal and destroy. No. No, no, that's what the fake pastors do. The hireling pastors kill, steal, and destroy. Why? Because they spread lies, deception, and fear. Many of the things that they tell, are you, are you listening to me? I'm going to tell you something. You have no idea the, the uh, power. I'm going to say this in the right way. You have no idea what financial pressure will do to a man. It is, the, it is maybe the greatest pressure 
that you ever face in your life is to get up in the morning and not have money to pay the bills. You know what I'm talking about? Huh? And so what happens then? So if I'm running a business, sometimes we call it a church. If I'm running a church and I'm having financial troubles running a church, I'm less likely to speak the truth. Because if I speak the truth, people are not, aren't going to come. You with me? And so that's what's happened to us. We no longer speak the truth. It's it's so much easier to go to a church where uh, you feel encouraged, leave there, you got fed, all that kind of stuff. Well, that's all well and good, but it's totally missing the point. I'm going to shut up because I'm going to go to where the Holy Spirit's told me to go there, okay? Go to, uh, I'm sorry, Spencer. Go to <laughs> Romans 1, nature of man, nature of man, nature of man, Romans 1. And I'm going to read down through this. And as I read down through this, I want you to count for me. I see Myra there. She'll take, she'll count for me. I want you to count. I want you to see how many times you run across the word nature, natural, whatever. In this, in this short little scripture we're going to read. Because everything, this is what the Holy Spirit dumped on my, dumped on me when I came down there. He, he said two words against nature. That's what the Holy Spirit said to me. And on my mind as I was coming down the steps, I was thinking about the puberty blockers. I was thinking that is there anything more against nature than that? More against nature than that? And I thought about grooming children into homosexuality. Is there anything more against nature than that? And killing unborn children? Is there anything? More against nature than that? On and on and on. So that we that we understand that the natural man, the Bible says, receives not the things of the Spirit. So you are born into sin, and you have to get born again out of sin. Unless you're born again into sin, the natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit. He cannot understand them. And that's what that's what we're told here in Romans one. Let me let me go down through this, okay? Amen. Lord, I'm 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 listening to what <laughs> for the wrath of God. I, I mean, I could preach right there. How many, When's the last time you heard that preached in your in your six foot icicle church? The wrath of God. For the wrath of God is revealed. Is 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 a present tense. Remember, I was good in English. It doesn't say the wrath of God was revealed or the wrath of God is going to be revealed or the wrath of God will be revealed after everybody's raptured out of here. It says, no, no, right now, written how many years ago, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. How can you hold the truth in unrighteousness? If you are holding the truth in unrighteousness, it isn't the truth anymore. It isn't the truth anymore. Because that which may be known of God is manifest or obvious in them. But God showed it to them. Hey, folks. (laughs) Lord, how do I do that? How do I do that? When you go to the restroom, in the morning, it is revealed to you what you are. Are you a man or are you a woman? Right? It's 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 revealed to them. You can't you can't you can't deny that. But you can if you want to go against nature. Stay with me here. Nature. Remember, we're writing that down. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Gender is clearly seen, folks. Sex is clearly seen. Those are invisible things. You can't really, you can't really explain it to somebody, but that, 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 that's what it is. They're, they are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. They're understood that by the things that are made. So that when I look, when I go to the bathroom and I, and I look at my body part, I understand. I understand. I get it. But the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. There isn't anybody in the world who can look at the genitalia and deny it. You can't do it, folks. You can't do it. Hang on. Stay with me. 
Why? Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. Vain in their imaginations. Self-centered, untrue, unfocused, unpure in their imaginations. Their minds went wild on them. That's why the Bible says take captive every thought. Because all action, all behavior begins with a thought. It all begins with a thought. And the Lord said take captive every thought. Why? Because there's a battle between the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. Right? Randy's got a great thing. I don't know if I'm going to get to it here, Randy. I don't even know if you're out there. Stay with me. Professing themselves to be wise, you understand that? Professing themselves to be wise, declaring because they have a PhD and all that kind of, that they're wise or educated, right? They became fools. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And what they do when they became fools? Well, they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image like to corruptible man, into birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. So God gave them up to uncleanness. What does that mean? He gave them up. He said, okay, you're going to do that? You're going to do that. To the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Folks, this is the nature of the natural man. This is the natural man unrestrained by the Holy Spirit of God, okay? And what did they do? Wherefore God gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. How do you dishonor your body? How would you dishonor your body? What does that even mean? To dishonor their own bodies. Boy, that's put some thought. And what did they do? Why, they changed the truth of God into a lie. And they worshiped and served themselves. They worshiped and served themselves. For this cause. For what cause? For what cause? They worshiped and served themselves. They gave themselves over to lust because of that. And for this cause, what happened? God then said, okay, dudes, go ahead. And he gave them up to what? Vile affections. For even the women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one towards another, men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves the recompense of their error, which was meat. Homosexual, the sin of homosexuality is one of the few sins where people openly identify as that sin. They be, they receive in themselves. They become their sin. Is anybody out there picking up what I'm giving you here? They become their sin. They become a transsexual. They become a bi. They become a pronoun. They become, that is who they become. It is the consequences of men leaving the natural use and burn in their lust one towards another. And even as they did not like to retain the knowledge of God, he gave them over to a reprobate mind, to do those things which are not convenient. That's not a good word, not convenient, but meaning, man, you got to go out of your way to do this thing. huh? You got to go out of your way to do that. And what happened? Well, they became filled with all unrighteousness and fornication and wickedness and covetousness and maliciousness, full of envy and murder and deceit, and dis- debate and malignity and whispers, backbiters, haters of God, haters, uh, despiteful, proud boasters, inventors of evil, th- inventors of evil things like transsexualism, an inventor of evil things, disobedient to parents, transgender uh, parties at the library. Mm. Wow. Where am I? Without understanding, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, merciful. See, folks, look, they're showing you a, I made some notes over here. They're showing you that when God gives you over the natural progression, here's what happens. It moves, number one, into sexual immorality. That is the first step. Can you think what happened to the American psyche when Playboy magazine came on the scene? Can you make, do you have any idea? Uh, and think of the sexual deviancy that we have seen in America that has followed since that time, right? So 
from Playboy magazine to Penthouse magazine to porn that you used to have to go to the porn shop and hide in the back room to the United States Supreme Court saying porn was free speech and the legalization of porn to where it was no longer, are you with me, right? The natural progression. So the first progression is what? Sexual immorality. And then what happens after the sexual immorality comes in? Then you get degrading passions. Degrading passion. What are degrading passions? Huh? Where your heart wants something, no matter how dirty, no matter how unclean, no matter how wicked it is, and your heart goes after it. So first of all, you lose your ability to say no to sexual desires and impulses. And that leads you then to more perverse types of sex, uh, degrading paces. Uh, uh, passions. And then what happens? The progression is, then it takes over your mind. Then it takes over your mind. And that's why Jesus told us it's a battleground of the mind. Take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. But if you don't take captive that thought, if you act upon that thought, then it leads to what? Sexual immorality, degrading passions, and depraved mind. And that's where we are in America today. Where we see, as we were just talking about, where we see a, a government a government openly fighting to kill unborn children. You, I, anybody out there picking it up besides me, right? Amen. This is, look, this is the dichotomy between the natural man and the regenerated man. See, we're, we, we, we have fallen into a trap in believing that unregenerated men can do good. They cannot do good. They can't. Amen. It's not that they will not. They cannot do good. And as we look across society, look across the culture, I'm sorry if this is the same song over and over and over and over again. We are putting in unrighteous men to rule over us. Boom. Because why? We've been told that we're not supposed to get involved. And I don't want to look. I uh, I don't want to turn into a pastor bastard because there's a lot of good guys out there working hard as they can. But can I can I tell you something, Dale? Are you listening? Tom Gale? Are you listening? Pastor Clint? Are you listening? Can I tell you the truth? I was twenty. I was twenty years into my Christianity before my eyes were open and understood what the battle was really all about. Can somebody out there say Amen? amen. Somebody out there say Amen. Look, amen. Look, amen. 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 Get people you don't know. These could be good men. These could be good men, but their eyes are blinded. They're blinded to the truth, and they don't understand the difference between the unregenerated man and the regenerated man, the natural man and the born-again man. They do not understand it. And there are men in our pulpits, I believe, who are not born again of the Spirit of God. Would anybody want to disagree with that? There are men who are in the pastorate who have no idea what it means to be born again. No idea. And can I say this? And I'm going to go one more step further. They have no idea what it means to be filled with the Spirit of God. They don't, they don't, they don't have any idea what that means. Ain't got no idea. Huh? I'm going to tell you this. Uh, the Holy Spirit doesn't speak to them when they walk down their $500,000 steps. How do I know? Because I feel it every day. I, I know that what I hear is otherworldly. I know it. I know it. And can I tell you the truth? Most of your pastors, not most, hate to use that term. What are they doing? They are stealing somebody else's sermons, probably. They probably went online and found a sermon and copied it, right? Because why? They're, how dare they go into an actual congregation of people and sit down in front of the people and say, hey, look, what's on your heart today? What are you dealing with today? And when they start dealing that, wow, then some of these other issues would come up, wouldn't they? And we'd be able to connect for families who can't understand why they're serving the Lord with their whole heart, why their children are so, they don't get it. They don't get it. And the pastor preaches a good message, you know, to the people in the pew. And the people in the pew are heart sick because everywhere around them, things are blowing up. And they can't understand why. Because they don't know the difference between Romans 1, the natural man, and and the regenerated man. They don't understand the difference. They don't get it. And there's no opportunity to talk. Somebody give me a thumbs up because I'm feeling it really, really. I know I'm all, I know I'm all over it. Boom, I know cool. I'm all over it. 
And because they don't get it, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit, neither can he, because it is foolishness to him. Where is that? Is that in Romans 1? The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit. Where is that? 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Thank you, Randy. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Randy, I'm going to pull your chart up here in a minute. I'm going to, I want to talk about that because I thought it was powerful. Huh? For the natural, where is it? 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Uh, I'm looking for it. For the natural man. For, hey, here we go. For what man knoweth the things of a man save the spirit of man which is in him, even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we receive not the spirit of the world. We have not received the spirit of the world, but we've received the spirit, oh my goodness, the spirit which is of God, that we may know the things that are freely given to us of God. Huh? Which things also we speak, not in words which a man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, compared to spiritual things with spiritual things. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Charles Schumer cannot get it. Hillary cannot get it. Joe Biden cannot get it. And, dare I tell you, a lot of Christians don't get it. Amen, coach. Amen. Just look at Nicodemus, right? He couldn't get it. He couldn't get it. And that's why we're in the mess that we're in. That's why we're in the that's why we're in the mess that we are in, because we have yet to realize that you and I are spiritual beings. We are spiritual beings, that the spirit of God dwells inside of us bodily, which is what the word says. Right. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives inside me. Now, if the same spirit that lived, that raised Christ from the dead lives inside me, why the hell am I so silent and mute? In the face of evil. I'm not mad. It just seems like it. Amen, coach. The deception is everywhere that we look. It's everywhere we look. And because we don't get it, and we don't understand, we're, we're watching <clears throat> against nature. That's what the Lord said to me today. And you look, everything that the left is trying to do is against nature. And what is it? It is the natural progression of the unregenerated man. That's what Romans, we just read about it. We just read about it. It starts out with the desires of everything physical, sex, food, whatever, entertainment. Feed that, feed that, feed that, feed that, feed that, feed that. And it eventually leads to sexual morality immorality and other type of depraved stuff that just leads one to another and to another because why because you are feeding that natural flesh man which cannot receive the things of the spirit somebody give me a thumbs up i'm nailing it right mm-hmm. and what does it lead then it leads oh. to de- degrading passions meaning i need more and more i no, no longer am i content just watching a porn picture. No, no, I need a porn video with four different people in it. Then I need a porn video with a man and three dogs in it. Hey, you're grown-ups, aren't you? You you are grown-ups out there, right? Because this is the progression of the unregenerated heart of man apart from the Spirit of God, apart from Christ. Do you get it? Do you get it? And the dumb, dumb us, we sit around and we say, well, we'll get raptured out of here, having no concern at all for the lost, unregenerated men, especially the children. God help us. us. Sexual immorality, degrading passions, and then a depraved mind. And when your mind gets depraved, buddy, and you're giving over that reprobate mind, I don't know if it, I don't know if you can be rescued. I don't know if you can. So that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a spiritual, it's a spiritual war. The spirit of natural man born in the curse of sin. Unrestrained by the spirit of God. So much so that they actually look at a, (laughs) they actually look at a man with a penis and call him a woman. My friends, that's against nature. That, that's, that's against nature. And so we make the, uh, the sexual 
identity, your pronouns, he, she's, we's, they's, we, huh? It's esoteric. It's th- those are meaningless terms. Somebody said, "Well, coach, at what point did you realize that you were uh, attracted to women rather than men?" I said, "Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> I suppose first time I opened a Playboy, and look, I suppose I don't know." So see, so you can't control that. And the fact that you just happen to just happen to have a Maserati doesn't make you a race car driver. How stupid is this stuff, folks? And so the attack is and has been by the unnatural man, an attack on nature to justify his what? His degrading passions. Do you see it? He wants to legalize his degrading passions. And and Washington, D.C. is full of men with degrading passions and very few men who are filled with the spirit of God. Very few. So it's unrestrained. That's what we're dealing with. Hey, Randy, can you take off on this a little bit if I throw that thing up there? You have time? Are you in position? I'm I'm here. Whatever you need. Okay, Randy, I got up on the screen right now is the clash of the two kingdoms. Randy, Randy emailed me this a couple of days ago. And Randy, I'm going to just read down through this. Can you make it a little bit bigger, Spencer? Uh, maybe you can. I don't know. Randy just drew this, I think, the clash of the two kingdoms. And you can see he's got a, he's got a soul and spirit. See, the first Adam, which is the soul, and the second Adam, which is the spirit. We have a, the battleground is the psyche and the pneuma, the breath of God. The psyche, that's the natural man, and the pneuma, the breath of God. And so the soul is what? Has in it the breath of man, the will of man, the rebellious and unsanctified nature of man, inspired by demons, must be brought to submission, the old man of the soul, self-preservation, love of self, emotion-based, natural mind. That's the soul. That's the old man. But what's the new man? The new man is the breath of God, the will of God, the perfect and sanctified, inspired by God, all authority, new man of the spirit, self-denial, love of God and neighbor, truth-based, mind of Christ. That's the battle. And the sword of the spirit is what divides it, brings it together. Do you, does anybody, anybody see how profound this is? Huh? And so Randy says to separate, to completely divide, to distinguish between is meresmos. Ephesians 6 gives us the sword of the spirit. Hebrews talks about the living word to separate, to completely divide. The sacrifice requires someone or someone or something must die. Your will, your soul. This is not the born again experience. This is what Jesus means to deny self and lose your life. That's the psyche. That's what, that's what happens when you get born again. But the Marismos reveals how your spirit man must govern and train your own selfish, unregenerated superman soul. Do you understand this, huh? That the Holy Spirit gives you the ability to train that old fleshly man, to conquer that old fleshly man. And we're not even Amen. talking about that, huh? So Randy just kind of drew this thing together, and I'm thinking, dude, this is this is uh, this is it, huh? Scroll down a little bit, Spence, and then Randy, I'm going to let you talk about it in a minute. Wow, it's 7.38 already. So the, uh, the soul, we, uh, we have the breath of man. When you get born again, second Adam, you get the breath of God. Before you had the will of man, now you have the will of God. You're rebellious and unsanctified, now you're perfect and sanctified. Inspired by demons, now you're inspired by God. Brought before this, uh, brought, must be brought to submission. All authority has been given to you. Old man of the soul, new man of the spirit. Self-preservation equals self-denial. Love of self means love of God and neighbor. Emotion-based, now it's truth-based. Natural mind, mind. God, Randy, this is really, this is really good, Randy. Come on, come on in and talk about this. Coach, there, there could be a lot more of those. There's just, I, I tried to get everything on one piece of paper just to, to see the picture. I, I'm, a, I'm a good learner when I can see it, Coach, but I, yeah. I, sometimes I don't get all the words and I don't get it. So God gave me this, Coach. That is an altar. That, that's the altar. Coach, this is where we have to battle every day. This is the thoughts, the imaginations, the things. And for years I've wondered, why can't the Christian man and woman conquer their, their own soul, their own self? And, I, and, I, and I'm learning, I'm understanding this more and more, Coach. This is something I'm coming into, it's, but it's been years, and it's just sat on the shelf for years. But 
I see the need for this. This is such a great tool, Coach, when we can take the Word of God and we can take something that's in contrast and put it on that altar, that marismos altar, which means the Greek word there means to divide, to completely divide. That's what Hebrews 4.12 is. And what is it that we use to divide it? It's the sword of the Spirit. It's the Ephesians 6. It's part of our armor. So we always coach for years. I've all we've heard. Oh, the devil made me do it. It's it's always over there. But really, the battle is in us. We've got <laughs> kingdoms competing for this body. One of them is that mind, you know, in the in the, in our soul. God, when we're born again, coach, we, this is spirit man. The soul is not all fixed. It's like little children. You have to train a little child, coach. You have to tell them, hey, you're not going to get your way. You got mom and dad. You have to submit to authority. And when you train that soul to do that, eventually it says, hey, spirit man, what do you want me to do? That's Mm. what we're trying to accomplish, coach. We're not trying to just divide it out. God gave us this this personality. He gave us who we are. I mean, that's we're special in that way. But what the Christians have done, they have made, they have super, super, super sold themselves. It's all about me. They're building, they're up, they're, they're soul man. They're making him a, a untouchable, spoiled little brat. And then the whole time the spirit man's over here going, would someone please feed me? <laughs> and that's what the word of God does. That's what prayer does. That's what, you know, pressing into God's will that's what mm-hmm. feeds him. So we have deprived that spirit man because we're feeding the soul. And all he's doing is he's got his arms up, flexing his muscles like Superman, saying, I'm, I'm man, I'm something. I'm so, 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 Rand, so Randy, this morning, my wife, is, my wife is getting ready to go do something in her natural mind she doesn't want to do. She doesn't want to do it, right? Serving somebody. I won't go into details. She doesn't want to do it. Her natural man, her soul man doesn't want to do it. But she has the mind of Christ. And she says, I'm going to go do it. Yeah, folks, do you see it? Do you, you understand the battle between the natural man and the spirit man? The, nat- the natural man, the soul man, the psyche said, uh, I'm going to go have four quarter pounders at Wendy's. And the spirit man says, no, you're going to fast. Which one, are you, which one of those are going to win? Which one of those are going to win, right? Because the natural man always wants to feed himself. It's always about him. And so the people in Washington, D.C. are over here feeding the soul man. And you look at what government's constantly talking about. It's constantly talking about changing what's natural to satisfy those who are over here on the wrong side. They're not over here on the other side ever. Ever. Why? Because they can't get over there. Because the natural man doesn't receive those things. And we're allowing ourselves to be governed by soul men, not spirit men. And it filters down into our own lives. Paul said, the things that I do, I don't want to do. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who will deliver me from this body of death? He's, He's painting this picture that Randy has showed us here. And the truth of the matter is, there is no temptation, the Bible says, that has come upon us that which is common to man. And God is faithful, and he'll not allow us to be tempted beyond that which we can withstand. But with the temptation, he will provide a way out. So I said to somebody the other day, why are you constantly speaking death? He said, what? Yes! You're always praising the devil. You're always telling how bad it's going to be. I know this is going to happen. And oh my goodness, I know he's good. This is how I just know this is going to happen. And all of it is soulish, devil-based mind thoughts. Rather than simply saying, oh, no, no, no. God's going to supernaturally intervene on that. Oh, no, no, no. God's going to take this situation and he's going to make something wonderful out of it. Rather than constantly praising the devil for some stupid thought he put in your mind. Jesus said, take captive every thought. Bring it into the obedience of the spirit man. This takes some training. This doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. 
what did Jesus do every morning? I mean, and we we know this, but what he did, he went and he spoke to the Father, and he said, "Not my will, Father, mm-hmm. but yours be done." So this is the, this is the crux of all of the everything, Coach. It's getting to God's will in us, killing if our own will. All do this, Kill the will. Yes, sir. That's that's the point. So I want to show you now one more thing, Coach. And just so everyone thinks, oh, this is just something way out there teaching. We don't need this. Let me show you. It's very practical. Jesus, uh, Isaiah chapter 53, what did he, t- it's, it's all about Christ. That's, it's all a prophetic chapter. In, in verse, uh, in verse 10, it's, it's talking about the father is going to make him Christ, his own son. He's going to make him be a sacrifice. But what, look what he says in verse 10, coach. He says, when, when you make his soul an offering for sin. See, that's, that's, this is the picture of the garden in Gethsemane. When Jesus goes in there and it takes him three times to get to tell his soul, no, you're not going to do something different. You are going to go to the cross. You're going to lay it down. And that's what he did. And what did he do? He sweated great drops of blood, coach. Mm. It's a picture of him pouring out his soul the very last time saying, no, your will is not going to be done. I will do the will of the father, no matter what. And that's what we, that is our dilemma coach. Every single day, we have to lay down our life, our, our will and and do the will of the father. That is what we're all striving for coach. And this tool, understanding that the battle, the enemy's right here in us. Sometimes it's us. It's Mm. not it's not DC and it's not the politician. It's us just saying, Father, I will obey you. I will do your will today. I and will. Randy, we go That's to church. We go to church and get our natural man fed. Folks, do you see that? Do you see it? Huh? You go to church because you want to feel better. You want to hear things that are going to make your natural man feel good. Amen. As, a, as opposed to being challenged. We got to feed the spirit man, coach. We got to learn how to feed the spirit man. Then that's what you're. you're, That's what this is all about, and what you're saying. So we have to give him the right food. What if you've got two dogs in a fight? They're going to fight. The which who? Which dog is going to win? The one you feed. If you don't, you deny the other one any food. That's it. Can't win the fight. So quit feeding your flesh. Take captive every thought. And every time you find yourself talking, getting ready to talk about how bad things are and how bad this is going to do, stop it! And let your spirit man talk about how good things are going to be. It's not name it, claim it. But there's a power there. There's a power there. And I told Michelle yesterday, just because I love her. She doesn't mind me say this. Quit telling the devil that he's hitting home with you. When, de- when something happens and it makes you sad, it makes you want to cry, quit telling the devil. Quit telling the devil what you feel. Because when you do that, he's, ooh, I got me a good weapon this time. <laughs> I know how to get her now. Oh, yeah. She just told me that it worked. You with me? You with me? Rather than standing up and saying, no, oh, no, no. That, that, that weapon will not prosper. Uh-uh. I felt that, Satan. That ain't going to prosper here. No, no, no. You with me? This isn't name and claim it. This is the battleground of the mind. Exactly what Randy was talking about. Oh man, we need. Coach, four read hours one more scripture. Read one more scripture. It's it's Isaiah chapter one, verse nineteen and twenty. Now, this God just gave me this just the other day, and it, it's just it's powerful. But it's it's a pitch. It's part of this picture. It's up there. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel. You shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Can't be any plainer than that, Coach. <laughs> Hebrews four twelve wow. and Isaiah one right there. There it is. Uh, all right, let's let's dive in here. Hey, tell us a story, not your life story. James, go, <clears throat> go. Uh, everything that you're saying today about the pornography about the destruction of the mind. I've been perpetrated since I was just uh, give it a minute and a half been perpetrated since I was a young child by devils. They rape you. 
they do all kinds of things to you. And then when you're a child, you reach out and you have nowhere to go. That came into my life after Jesus came into my life. As soon as Jesus came into my life when I was eight, I was perpetrated upon. My mother had no idea. Our whole family was perpetrated upon. Now I'm 52 years old and he's redeemed me. No matter what is perpetrated upon you, as soon as you turn from your fear first and you seek the living God and his righteousness, there's nothing that the enemy can do or has done that can remove what he's giving you. Praise God for what he's doing. I, I, could, I, I, could give you a, I could give you a thousand stories of my childhood that reveal the reprobateness of penthouse, penthouse forum, all, all of those things that were perpetrated upon me. But it, none of those, it, you know, it, 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 it's valid when you're try, when you're talking to people that are out here that are coming out of this muck. And it's it, but but to share it and say, poor me, poor me. No, no, nope, no. Nope, nope. You're a new man in Christ. Behold, That's all right. things became new. Quit That's replaying right. the tape of what happened to you. Myra, come on. And then Craig. Let's coach. What I read this morning, Holy Spirit talks to all of us. Um, I have Deuteronomy 22.5. The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all that do so are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. In regard to what Randy uh, just read, very profound and what um, my older brothers and sisters have said, um, Romans 8, 19 to 20. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature has made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who have subject um, the same in hope. Hallelujah. Thank the you, battles coach. between the natural man... And the born-again man. That's the battle. Craig, then Emma. Coach, uh, MK Ultra wasn't something that uh, got developed after World War II. That happened about 6,000 years ago. Okay. <laughs> and you or me or no one else in this queue has any original thoughts, Coach. So we can all just, we can come humbly to the Lord. You're either going to be getting something from God or something that's not from God. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. So you better have the right filter to understand where that thought is being coming from. So Randy, the, or uh, uh, Craig, the old simple statement, uh, what would Jesus do? Applies more than we even understand, right? Because listen, that natural man doesn't want to do what Jesus would do. <laughs> now, first of all, you better know what Jesus would do. <laughs> and once you know what Jesus would do, then you ought to do that. And we don't. We don't. We're controlled by the natural man. Amen. Tim, or Emma, I'm sorry, then Tim. Yeah, Coach, I I think the reason the church can't let the Holy Spirit in is because they will lose control and they won't get to be first in line at the restaurant or something like that. Amen. Hey, folks, just, just check during the day, during the day, and notice how many times the thoughts you have are selfish, meaning this. If I do this, how's it going to impact me? The, the question you don't, I'm talking about me. I don't ask when I make, when I'm doing something, how is this going to impact the Lord, the kingdom? No, no. How's this going to impact me? Somebody calls me and say, coach, can you, uh, could you send me, uh, uh, whatever. Hey, coach, we have a bill. Could you uh, help us pay for this bill? My natural reaction is always what? Oh, sure. Is that all? Oh, yes, yes. Which would be Jesus' reaction, right? My reaction would be, well, why are they calling me? Why? Why are they calling me? They've never given anything, right? You understand the battleground of that mind, how you react to it? And we say to ourselves, what would Jesus do? Well, we better figure out what he would do, and then we ought to do that. Tim. So Romans 1 is progressive. They start out with idols. Then it ends up with homosexuality. 
and ends up there without excuse. This is and all we, this is all unregenerated men, folks. Yeah, and God's grace is in every stage, but men refuse it. The grace. Amen. Amen. God, this is good. Laura. Um, the Lord downloaded this to me a, a while ago and then part of it just right now. But piggybacking off of the scripture verses in Gethsemane, when Jesus shed those drops of blood, Jesus was praying. Our prayers have been covered in the blood of Jesus Christ, and that's how important they are. So we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So when we're praying, our testimony is going to God, how amazing he is. And prayer is so important that the first drops of blood that Jesus shed was for our prayers, which lands in, you know, the forgiveness of our sins when we confess with our mouth. I mean, it's just mind blowing. Amen. Jack. Yeah, if everything's local, then how much more local can you get than the individual responsibility of the individual decision? It is always us that have to make always. the choice. It's either me or him. So always, local. always, always. Roger, Dale, then nobody after Dale. I'm going to show you. I'm going to end on a light note. Roger, then Dale. Yes, oh, Coach. Right, uh, I, I I encourage everybody to go read about Eli in First Samuel. And his sons, if uh-huh. you read that account, it's exactly where the church is at today. He couldn't he couldn't discern the voice of God, Eli. And mm. the glory of God has departed. Amen. Amen. And how much goes on in the church is done by the efforts of man. I mean, you can have people praying prayers, doing all that stuff, but if they are not, if it's not being drawn by the Holy Spirit and they're not hearing from God. Mm. It's a, it's a, it's just a show, you know. Amen, amen, amen. We need to be where the voice of God is, where we can hear it in our lives. That's important. Do you folks realize? uh, I'm, I I think you do, but some of you don't get it. You realize you've just sat through an hour sermon, an interactive hour sermon. Do you understand that? Yes. And that those of you come in here, you enhance the sermon. What if we did this in church? Why is, why is this so hard? Can I tell you why it is? Because there are a lot of people in that church that are still the natural man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Come on in, Dale. And, and when they do step out in that, brother, it's a beautiful thing. But, you know, Nicodemus, who is a, a religious man, but did not see things spiritually. But those who are spiritually ask the question, why aren't they doing it? Those who have been born. Because of one of those things, fear, right? Mm-hmm. I know that you were demanding, Lord, therefore I what? Buried the talent. God yep. says the talent that I gave you is your life. Your life is at my disposal. That's the whole thing. And then for people to say, well, what would Jesus do? They are the ones who want to sit back and watch Jesus do it. And they don't realize that when God does it, he's a little heavy handed about it. Amen. And you better realize, folks, that when you're going through your day, and you have a thought that comes up. If it is generated out of fear, you can know it's not the Lord. Fear is water to faith. Fear puts out the fire of faith. Betty. I mean, I'm coming. I'm driving. I'm sorry. But anyway, you were talking about like that, you know, if someone called you for a bill, let's say the gentleman that we helped get some things and He's not what he is, and uh, I won't say his name. Doesn't matter. But, That's right. Um, the thing is, if he would call again and say, "Hey, this broke down, or I need that," are you going to have this Holy Spirit say, "Yeah, maybe you should give it"? He might mess you over again and take you for thousands of dollars, but it's no big deal. Or is it a demon spirit in the back of your mind saying, "Yeah, help him"? You know, we don't care what he does to you. You know. So people need to uh, be able to say uh, or figure out what demon or what or what, excuse me, what spirit is talking to you and doing things. Because like in Ecclesiastics, there's a time to do something and there's time not to do something. Don't ever forget this. Don't ever forget this, Betty. Folks out there, 
when you go to your church and you tithe or you do whatever, you give an offering or you give an offering here at Coach Dave, whatever, when you give that offering to me, it's up for me to decide what to do with that money. You gave it to me, right? And I want you to know this. I'll be held accountable. Not by you, not by the government. I'm going to be held accountable to the Lord, by the Lord, for what I did with that, right? Mm-hmm. You, do, you, do you understand that? So so we look at it, and we have to ask ourselves, what would Jesus do in this situation? Would Jesus say, well, God, I gave you 50 bucks last week. You went and blew it. Or would Jesus say, oh, all right, all right. I, I'll, here, I'll give, you, I'll give you another chance. It's a balance. It's a real balance, folks, a real balance. Trust me, I do this all the time, okay? Well, I do this need, all the time. They need to have some kind of discernment in every spirit. That's right. That's right. That's Every right. spirit, because I got the Holy Spirit, but you know that demon sometimes saying, "Yeah, you can do that. No one's going to say see you what you're doing." Amen. Well, I don't think so. You know, Amen. and Amen. people need to think before they do things. Yes, that includes ma'am. me. I will give an account. I will give an account for what I did with the money you guys sent. You understand that? Huh? Oh yeah. I'll, I'll give not not to the IRS. No, 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 no. I'll give a. Uh, I'll give a. You get what I'm saying. Wow. What a morning. Blessings. See you tomorrow.